This is Bodner Live, a live video talk show and podcast, and your destination for trending topics in marketing, advertising, branding, and business. Straight talking marketing maverick, Bodner Dos Santos is your host. Here's Bodner. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Bodner Dos Santos, and this is Bodner Live, the marketing midweek wrap up. And today I'll be giving you a midweek check-in with commentary on the top news in marketing, advertising, branding, and business from where we left off on Wednesday, January the 11th to date. So let's go ahead and get started. So um, very first thing I want to talk about in the news is, of course, the Super Bowl, which is coming up uh, February um, it'll be uh, February the 5th, right? So for those of you that, that follow the sport, we also are uh, forced to call it the big game because of licensing rights. So the big game, um, otherwise known as the Super Bowl, um, will be airing on Fox February the 5th. And um, as usual, it's jam-packed with ads. And I thought I'd, I'd also talk about the fact that the NFL in general has been packing ads like crazy. They now run 70 commercials per game. 70, 7-0. Isn't that incredible? Um, the uh, commercial, their, their number of 30-second commercials per season has consistently been increasing over uh, almost the span of 10 years, a decade. And they're, like I said, they are up now to about 70 commercials per game. It's, it's, it's just incredible. Um, but the, uh, the Super Bowl is, um, is a big money, uh, is, is, is a big money venture in, in a lot of ways, not just for the attendance, the commercials, um, you know, it, it's just a big affair, but what's always exciting every year are the commercial spots, right? The ads. And if you're like me and don't, don't fault me for this. Um, but I know Carlos, uh, at least Carlos, who is watching this live with us today on Facebook live. Um, he can relate that I'm not really into American football. And, um, so I'm really going to be watching for the commercials and I haven't announced this yet. So maybe I'll go ahead and announce it now that I'll probably be doing what I did last year, uh, in that I will be doing a Wagner live Super Bowl special where I will be going through the commercials and um, as as they uh, as they appear on the broadcast, and I may be doing that on YouTube Live uh, because of uh, issues with Facebook Live uh, allowing me to provide that kind of uh, licensed commercial content. But stay tuned for that information. Um, you'll see that on the website and other announcements. I'll put that up. Hashtag Wagner Live. Um, but uh, but unlike last year, brands have been keeping pretty quiet with respect to the ads. And that's kind of interesting. I'm not exactly sure what the strategy is there because historically brands have loved teasing the ads that they're going to be showing during the Super Bowl. But this year they've been a little quiet and you may have noticed you haven't heard or seen too many teasers. But I was able to dig up uh, a whole bunch of spots, and if you're interested in seeing them ahead of the ahead of the big game, you can go to my website Wagner.live, and when this replay is posted there, you'll also have a link to uh, to see some of those ads on YouTube. Um, moving on, so Apple, 
uh apple music has uh has been challenged uh with along with the the music business in general and um apple has really been uh trying to define their position uh with respect to uh their full entertainment platform and um the company uh says they don't want you to think of apple music as a utility they they really uh are fighting with figuring out how to truly make their their music platform um much more useful to the end user and not be commoditized now with that um uh, apple is also um they they have been working very hard and very steadily to increase um their uh, original content so they can compete with Netflix and and Hulu and uh, all the other uh, streaming platforms that are producing uh, uh, original content. So expect to see much more with this major push uh, from them to compete with the likes of Netflix and Amazon. And um, also on my website, I'm going to put up a, um, uh, a spot from Apple that is... Uh, promoting the AirPods. And so there's been a lot of talk about the spot. If you haven't seen the commercial spot, it's, uh, it's really well done. And, um, it's a little tip of, uh, uh, tip of the hat, if you will, to, uh, the original iPod ads. So intentionally so, and it has a gravity defying dancer with, uh, wild gyrations, <laughs> if you will, um, thanks to uh, his enjoyment of the AirPods. So uh, take a look at that. It's going to be on my website, Wagner.live, along with this replay. So Twitter, in the news with Twitter, um, is the Twitter dashboard. Now, some of you may may be asking yourselves, what is the Twitter dashboard? Well, it came and, and left. So uh, you don't have to worry what it is or what it was. Uh, Twitter has announced that they are shutting down the dashboard. Essentially, the Twitter dashboard was something that they had created to um, essentially allow businesses and brands and agencies to uh, schedule out tweets um, through Twitter. And I, I think I would say, I, I haven't seen this in the news specifically, but I would say there's so many other tools out there, third-party tools to do that, that I think they're a little late in the game. And when you have other tools out there that not only are allowing you to schedule Twitter, but a host of other social networks, why would you have, why would you add this extra tool to your tool belt? So, um, they announced that they will be shutting that down. And our president-elect, Donald Trump, uh, as you know, has, uh, has really, uh, I, I guess one could say that he's, he's really done uh, an interesting promotional job for Twitter um, inadvertently. And uh, where, where the timing, I think, is, is impeccable because Twitter has been suffering uh, a slow death for quite some time and and struggling to stay relevant and to to keep themselves in business and here you have the president elect using twitter um like a megaphone and uh uh he said uh and i quote that he uh, does doesn't uh type all of his own tweets and uh he will continue however to use his existing 
at real Donald Trump account after he officially becomes president. And that's interesting because uh, the office of the president typically has its own official uh, Twitter account as well as other official social networking accounts. But he as uh, with a lot of other things, uh, wants to be somewhat unconventional with this and maintain his personal account. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of the official presidential account and what comes out of the uh, at real Donald Trump. Um, moving on to Snapchat. So Snapchat has added a feature which allows users um, to view an ad landing page without leaving the Snapchat app. So this is a really interesting and a game changer for those that are interested or and or can afford a Snapchat ad, which is pretty expensive, that um, you know, a lot of the problems with advertising and marketing is um, is being able to capture your intended audience with the least amount of clicks and the least amount of moves. So being able to keep them within the app um, should be a big plus and I would imagine would significantly improve conversions. So that made the news uh, recently. Also with respect to Snapchat, um, they are planning on making their app less confusing. So some of you who are uh, Snapchatters, if you will. I don't think that's even a term, but I made it up. Um, may not find it confusing because you use it all the time and you're used to everything. But a lot of newcomers, and even when you were a newcomer, perhaps, uh, found it a little confusing to see where you had to go, what you had to swipe up and down, left and right, what everything meant. Um, this hasn't been a concern of theirs for quite some time, but now because they are preparing for an IPO with, uh, I assume, a bunch of stuffies that really don't know anything about the app, they're trying to make it less confusing so that it could be as appealing as possible uh, for their IPO. And um, so expect to see some changes to Snapchat as a result of that. All right, so Facebook. Um, lots to talk about with respect to Facebook, which is nothing new. There always seems to be a lot to talk about with uh, Facebook. Uh, first of all, Instagram, which is a Facebook product, as you know, uh, they will be pushing ads into its Snapchat-like stories uh, feature. And the company is testing a full screen uh, video ad um, element and component. And these, uh, this component uh, will work within stories and uh, and with uh, approximately 30 global advertisers who are testing it out uh, right now with Instagram, including Airbnb, Nike, Netflix, and I ASOS, ASOS. I, I I feel so so silly now. I should know how to pronounce that. So anyway, uh, you guys can correct me later. Um, that's what I love about live stuff. You could just make mistakes and. You know, nobody cares. It's all good. Um, also, another Facebook product, WhatsApp. WhatsApp, um, apparently some people have been digging into the code to, to uh, cleverly figure out what WhatsApp is doing, or maybe they're trying to hack and they discovered some Easter eggs uh, instead. But WhatsApp, um, they have an upcoming enterprise platform for businesses, and apparently it's already hidden in the app's code. Uh, there's multiple references in the code to quote unquote enterprise uh, within the message templates. And uh, this was recently uncovered. So 
Uh, really interesting to see how WhatsApp may develop into much more than just a casual uh, personal communications app. Um, also, of course, Facebook has been in the news quite a bit uh, throughout the uh, elections and post elections with respect to fake news. And they are testing a fake news filtering tool in Germany. And users will soon be able to flag news stories as fake. And, um, and then um, the uh, and then Facebook can subsequently label those stories as disputed. So uh, there's a lot of testing going around with that because Facebook certainly maybe maybe arguably a little late in this, but still they are taking responsibility and, and know they need to take responsibility with respect to fake news, mostly because, um, you know, I, or I should say their delay is mostly uh, because of the fact that I don't think they really realized until recently that they become a media channel. Um, they came into this to be a social network and um, didn't really intend to be a source of media, but it just so happens that that's how it worked out. And uh, one of the top areas of content on Facebook are news stories that are shared and, and published. So uh, because so many people uh, take those stories um, as uh, as accurate and real, they, they, they have to step up to the plate and fix that. Um, and also, um, in, a, in a way to improve that, they are working more closely now with journalists. And on Wednesday, the um, actually today, Wednesday, uh, the company announced that the Facebook Journalism Project, uh, which is a group of initiatives designed to make sure that a healthy news ecosystem and journalism can thrive, that this, um, uh, this project uh, will be launched. Um, moving forward. So that's also very interesting uh, to see Facebook move forward towards. So we'll, we'll see what that means in addition to figuring out how to filter fake news, if that also means that uh, Facebook's going to just up their game with regards to news distribution and, and be a, a channel for that officially. Um, and like I said, lots from Facebook. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We have uh, Facebook. Uh, th this I thought was really interesting. You guys tell me what you think. That Facebook is working on a way to read brain waves that could let you send your thoughts to people. <laughs> a secretive new research division that Facebook created last year is developing these brain-computer interface um, uh, units and technology. Um, uh, you know, if, if you if you already thought that you had a lot of catching up to do with virtual reality and augmented reality, well, here we go now with a a brand new um, uh, a brand new way to communicate and engage with others through uh, brainwaves. So um, I'll keep you posted on uh, anything else I, I find out about this, but I thought that was pretty interesting and um, also kind of interesting. Uh, the fact that um, publishers are finding that short-form videos, uh, video views on Facebook have been cut in half. And this uh, this was in a report, uh, a DigiDay report. Uh, apparently, um, you know, Facebook's been flooded with videos of all sorts, um, pre-recorded videos, live videos like this one that we're doing right now. And they have encouraged it and they've really uh, made quite of an investment in it. And it's working. People are 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 
creating videos, distributing videos. However, we're now noticing some interesting changes that the longer form videos are performing better than the shorter form. And when I mean longer form, I mean minutes in length or, um, uh, you know, five, five minutes over in length. And that's usually not a problem for live video. Live video tends to be on average somewhere between 20 minutes to 30 minutes and can sometimes go up to uh, 90. But um, a lot of other videos are short little clips and those seem to be um, losing favor with their audience, including a lot of those short memes. Those are, are starting to move, uh, move out of, of fashion. And why this is so interesting? Well, because as you probably heard before, Facebook is working on advertising um, mid-roll uh, and pre-roll, mostly mid-roll for, uh, for their videos. Um, so it's important to determine and to control somewhat of the length of the video so that people can capture the ads or, or watch the ads. So, um, so the introduction of mid-roll really, uh, really signifies that there's going to be uh, probably more of a push to have longer videos. So what's interesting about that, and this isn't confirmed yet, but if that's the case, then uh, I would say that there's a good chance that you could expect the Facebook algorithms to give preference to videos that are longer in length over those that are shorter because they have more of an ability to um, uh, capture um, and, and be able to uh, implement advertising. So I would, uh, I would definitely keep that in mind uh, when you're doing your videos. So now off to JCPenney. Um, JCPenney is opening Nike brand shops inside of 600 of its stores. And this also came from a Digiday report. So uh, as any of you guys that shop at JCPenney, um, I don't, I didn't think anybody still did nothing, nothing against JCPenney, but they're JCPenney is still out there. People do shop there. And those of you that do know that Sephora is a, is a brand partnership that they have. They have an almost like, um, well, I wouldn't call it a pop-up because it's a permanent fixture inside their store. So it, it's a, it's a retail, uh, partnership within their overall store. So they're going to do something similar to that with Nike. Um, and then Netflix, Netflix stock is climbing. It's at an all time high um, this past Friday ahead of its earnings. And um, it looks like um, it's not slowing down anytime soon. Now, Netflix has um, arguably been doing an incredible job with uh, original content and they've really evolved their platform from a um, movie rental service of, of old um, uh, old movies to becoming a provider of original content and, uh, and really, really strong content, award-winning content. As you know, um, they, they took home a, a lot of golden globes. So, um, Netflix is really going to be a serious player moving forward. And, um, I believe their stocks will continue to climb as a result. Amazon, uh, Amazon, uh, I announced, um, probably last week, if not before, that um, they've been moving heavily into this um, athleisure brand. 
And um, and because of this and because because of their move into uh, apparel, they are uh, getting one step closer to dominating department stores. Um, prior to the news of the athleisure brand, Amazon was already expected to surpass Macy's. And I know that Macy's has been closing down, but uh, Macy's um, uh, really had a, a significant um significant position and revenue as a brick and mortar Amazon who is now coming into this space as an online retailer uh, they have been already expected to surpass Macy's and become the biggest apparel seller in the US this year <laughs> imagine that so from books to clothing to everything in between um, now you guys may have heard that Ariana Huffington um, had um, stepped down from Huffington Post to start this um, this new company, this new organization, Thrive Global. And Thrive Global is a wellness startup that she's very passionate about. And if you know anything about Ariana Huffington or have read her books, um, you know that she is um, a big advocate um, with respect to health and wellness. And uh, her company maybe not so surprisingly to most people, is doing very well. Apparently, it doubled its revenue targets for 2016 only six weeks after it launched. So way to go, Ariana. Good job. Uh, Pandora, uh, They, after they announced that they were laying off 7% of its workforce, uh, Pandora's stock was spiking uh, on Thursday, Thursday of last week. And um, they said that they expect to exceed previously announced Q4 2016 revenue and um, and that they um, they have seen a strong advertising performance. So um, they are trimming down, but they are certainly um, not showing any poor numbers or any sign that uh, they're on a decline. And last but not least, I want to talk about uh, Piccadilly Square and or Piccadilly Circle. Um, you uh, uh, Brits out there can uh, can can help correct me on that. I forget how it's uh, how that area is called, but it's the it's the uh, kind of the Times Square of London, if you will, and uh, lots of flashing lights, and um, it's it's definitely a place that tourists uh, go and take pictures. And I've seen some really incredible out of home ads that have been done there very creatively. Well, uh, apparently. Um, they are going to be shutting down their lights and it's going to be off for nine months. They're going to go dark for nine months because um, the current screens are being replaced with a single screen with six advertisers sharing the space. So it'll be very interesting to see um, what this big single screen is going to look like and how they go, how they're going to uh, work the programming of it. They've always done something so cool and so innovative. So um, I'm really excited to, to see what what happens. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. The Marketing Midweek Wrap-Up will return next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Facebook Live. And tomorrow morning, I will be broadcasting another episode of Wagner Live Insights on Periscope. And that's at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 8.30 a.m. Pacific. And if that's not enough, tonight, in just a few hours, I will be broadcasting live and remotely from Palm Beach, Florida, where I will be meeting up with the incredible Vicki Fitch for episode two 
of Wagner Live Road Trip. And if you don't know Vicki Fitch, uh, she's incredible. She is an author, podcaster, direct sales expert, and a real dear friend. You won't want to miss it. So definitely check it out tonight. And until next time, this is Wagner signing off. This has been another episode of Wagner Live. For replays, show schedules, and more information, go to wagnerlive.com. Till next time.